Hey friends, welcome back to Real Life Marriage, where I'm your host, Candace Mummert. And on a great day, my husband Aaron joins me as the co-host. Whether I'm sharing tidbits and encouragement or interviewing people brave enough to share what goes on behind closed doors in their marriage, it's all for the goal of strengthening marriages. We're glad you joined us as we unpack the good, the bad, and everything in between when it comes to real life marriage. Hey, hey, everybody. Erin and Candy back here with you. How's it going? We are going to recap Corey and Kayla's interview, but before that... Shout out to the first real life marriage retreat. Yeah, happened right. last November. It was amazing. It was so much better than my big dreams. The Holy Spirit totally showed up, and it was beautiful. Beautiful facility, beautiful weather, amazing leadership team, amazing um, participants. Uh, it was just a powerful weekend. Uh, had all mixture of couples there from um, newlyweds, a couple seasoned folks and everything in between. Yeah, one of the big feedbacks that we got was how the team was so there and so invested in marriage and how we worked well and made it really easy for the couples that were attending to get to know one another and get to know us and it just felt like a family pretty quickly. Yeah, it was very it was it was excellent. Great. But we have another one coming up this spring, right? Yeah, it was so good that we planned the next one on Number the two. spot. So, the next Real Life Marriage Retreat will be April 3rd through the 5th, back down at Lake Brownwood State Park. That's right. Registration is open, and we can hardly wait to do it all again. Man, it is not opening weekend of deer season like it was (laughs) in the fall. So, uh, (laughs) our attendance should go up a little bit. Yes, and we're just excited to do it all again and see what God has in store, because he totally showed up the last time. That's right. So, speaking of... Corey and Kayla are part of our team for the marriage retreat. Yes, they are. So you would get to meet them as well if you join us. And that was our last interview on episode 17, which Aaron and I were both there for. And so we're just going to do the recap like we um, often do and recap the highlights to us and the things that stood out. And uh, this one was really powerful. Again, we we say that often, but uh, we might get a little riled up. I don't know. We'll <laughs> yeah. see. Yeah, it was a full hour, I believe. Almost. Um, so that's an excellent interview. But yeah, the thing that I loved uh, the most um, that stood out to me, uh, well, there's so many nuggets, but um, I would just, if I had to put a title on the message, it was a message of hope. Yeah. A couple um, that has been through the valley of addiction and come out on the other side shining so much so that at the end of the interview, both Corey and Kayla said would we would do it again just because of the results and the deepening of their relationship together as well as their deepening of the relationship with the Lord. And so that that's just, that speaks immensely. Yes, absolutely. Speaks so, volumes. Excellent. Um, and, and then the other part that uh, we'll get back to the, the message of hope, but the other element that Corey and Kayla mentioned early on that I just wanted to discuss a little bit with you, Candy, that they talked about the community that as they were a young married couple, you know, heading off, getting married, trying to figure this thing out, that they just really lacked guidance around them in in the tools and the techniques that now is being combined as one. How do you, how do I, <laughs> I think Kayla said, how do I not be selfish and, yeah. and, and, and learn to love unconditionally to someone else that it actually took some rockiness in their marriage until they were able to uh, go to counseling and find tools. And it's, it's just, it's a shame that the small group um, the, the doing life in, in a small circle 
there's opportunities for that out there. Yeah, and I've I've dwelt on that. I've thought about that a lot uh, since the interview, and with you know, how can we shift that? How can we change that? How do we how do we let people know when there are small groups and programs? How do we make it known? And uh, obviously, in some churches and in some groups, it's just not available. It's it's not a priority, or it's not available for one reason or another. Sometimes I think probably it is available and people don't know about it. Well, yes, and we all know small groups are scary. You know, you go meet a bunch of strangers. Yes, or sometimes they're totally available and people know, but you don't know if you want to go sit in a circle and talk about your marriage. So I think part of it is having the programs and the systems and the mentoring available, and part of it is making it known that it's a good thing to do. Absolutely. It's available, and this is why you should step into a small group or ask another couple to walk alongside you and mentor you in your marriage. This is why that's important. And I think that's a missing conversation too. As scary as it may be, or if you're an introvert and it's just not attractive to you to go spend Tuesday night, um, it is, it's so worth it um, to be in small group. And and to number one, it it gets rid of one of those those lies that we all have in our head that we're the only ones going through something or we're the only ones struggling. There must be something wrong with us as a couple or us or us as an individual, but uh, uh, no, we, we break that lie down. Um, that and I, I just had a couple, not a couple, uh, a woman this week come up and tell me how much she enjoys the podcast. And her number one reason was it just reminds us that we're not alone in our struggles. Absolutely. So go out there, find your small group in your churches and, and make community. Um, the other thing I was going to bring up, um, the counseling, and we've said this over and over again, yeah. but Corey really used a good analogy there um, with his portfolio. At the, mm-hmm. So if you're sitting back and you're looking at 2019 and say, hey, my portfolio didn't do very well this year. It only only returned 8%. <laughs> and you're like, uh, my buddies at work are bragging about it. Uh, there's produced 12 or 13 percent. What What are you going to do? Well, you're going to go seek a financial advisor. You're going to sp- seek out a banker. You're going to try and find how 2020 can be a greater returns for your portfolio, your retirement that you're not even going to experience for another 20 years or 15, depending upon where you are. Why 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 don't we do the same thing for our marriage? Yeah, absolutely. If If, if, if something is wrong with our marriage or it's not quite where we want to be, why Why don't we go out and seek additional help, counseling? marriage mentoring, anything. Books. I mean, there's Books. material Absolutely. out there you can read together. Yeah, yeah. all those things. Absolutely. So um, just just need to, as a society, as, as couples, say that's important to us Absolutely. and invest in it. Uh, one other thing I want to add in there, Candy, is the addiction and that Corey struggled through and has freedom from is pornography. Uh, the statistics um, that are out there. Um, yeah. are staggering. Do you remember some of the statistics? Oh, I'd, I'd be misquoting, but it's it's somewhere between 60 and 80% of those who claim to be Christian are active, regularly using active, pornography. Define whatever actively active is, but yeah, that's 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 an epidemic within those who claim Christ as their Lord. And so one of the elements that our that our local church is is doing is we're creating a we've got a small group we're doing a nine week series and saying it enough is enough and we're going to equip the men of the church um, and it's threefold it says uh, number one either you're a man that is struggling with it right now in the throes of it and you need freedom or you're a man that hasn't struggled with it yet but it's <laughs> you're going to be because you're a man or number three you've had freedom of it. And you have children or grandchildren, 
and you need to understand the weapons, the specific weapons of the enemy and how to defeat them. And so if that's you, which is pretty much every single man, then uh, this nine-week study is, is for it. We're going to study the book Clean um, by Dr. Douglas um, Weiss, Weiss, W-E-I-S-S. And it's basically a proven plan for men committed to sexual integrity. And I like that word integrity there yeah. um, and, and, uh, and understanding that. So um, if you're interested in that, uh, look it up. It's on Amazon if you're in the local area. Um, High Ridge Church is putting that small group together, uh, kicking off first week in February. But the book is Clean by Dr. Douglas Weiss. Yeah. Yeah, the statistics are staggering. And we it, need to take enough of the shame off of it so that people can ask for help when they need help. Yeah. Like, realistically, when you're sitting in a room, half the people there minimum half the people there are regularly using pornography so by no means are you the minority anymore or i mean like it is an epidemic and and people need to be able to say i need help or i am struggling with this or i've come through it how can i help someone else instead of there being the shame with it yeah absolutely and it it's truly a crippling activity mentally and spiritually for men um at our last Saturday men's event, um, Pastor Tim spoke on it and, and really um, brought up some really good points and basically said, how can you be a warrior for the Lord wow. um, with these chains that the evil one has, has wrapped you around? You're yeah. limiting yourself and your effectiveness in your marriage, your effectiveness as a father yeah. uh, to your children. You don't want to pass this curse on. And so find freedom in it and, and then teach it. And then let's just get real, really realistic about the way pornography affects your marriage. Obviously, it can completely destroy a marriage, but it can wreck your sex life in your marriage. Yeah. It can devastate your sex mar- in, in your marriage. Yeah. It is not going to help it. No, nope, It is spice not it up. going to make <laughs> it better. Spice it up. And we've had that conversation with people, haven't yeah, we? Yeah. Like, oh, well, we watch it together, so it's not a problem. No. The reality is, men, you're looking at other naked women and your wife is now probably going to be insecure of how you're looking at her and the expectations in the bedroom change and, oh, just the insecurities that come with it. It is not a bonus for the bedroom. Nope, nope, nope. Well, we could do a whole episode on that, I'm sure. I guess we could. Let me go through this book first. <laughs> Get some tools. <laughs> maybe we'll come back to Tools, this. techniques, and treat, uh, treats. Uh, maybe Corey and I will uh, but, do a recap on you that. You know, we are willing to have these conversations yeah. to take to take well, the... Put it to the light. Yes. Bring it to the light. Yes, absolutely. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, let's circle back around to the hope, the message of hope, where you kind of started. There were some key things that kept coming up in Corey and Kayla's story, obviously the hope and, and the graciousness of God as he guided them through that time. Uh, another thing that Kayla mentioned a number of times was the importance of forgiveness and repentance. That's a big part of their story. And even if you don't directly relate to their story of addiction, we all, I can guarantee, have room for repentance and forgiveness in our marriages. Like that's part <laughs> all of different why, levels. right? That's part of why God put us together was to to get better at those things. Uh, but uh, the the beautiful part of their story 
where her offering her forgiveness to Corey literally broke the bondage that he was under. Not that that was the end-all be-all or anything like that, but she literally saw his whole demeanor and countenance change when she said, I forgive you. Whether he asked for it or not, the Lord guided her heart to that place and that moment, and rapid change started happening after that. Absolutely. It was a true heart change on, on both parts. Um, she shared how the memories were washed away, and then as well as the, the desire to I think she said, you know, rub it in his face went away that why I would I would not want to dishonor my husband with those elements. And that's a true heart change of going going through such a long struggle. Yeah, and I think that also shows the way the Lord was working on her. She talked about how as as she was growing and the Lord was working on her through all of it that she was praying for his heart. Mm-hmm. more than anything else. Her heart was so for him that there was a time when she could say, even if our marriage doesn't make it, I want complete healing for him. Yes. She was so for him. Her heart was for him. The Lord took her to that place. And that's how she was able to completely forgive and begin to forget because her heart was softened for him, yeah. and she was praying for his heart. Yeah, and, and we've talked about that, of, of we are on the same team. We are Team Mummert, yeah. Team One. We're for the same thing. We should be advocates for each other. We should be each other's cheerleaders, should be encouraging each other. The world tears us down enough as an individual. We need our, our spouse to build us up. But that's really hard when your spouse has really <laughs> devastated you, right? I mean, let's be real. Yeah. It doesn't always feel good to be on the same team. That's that's that God that God uh, that element. God part. Yes, absolutely, because He can bring us back to that place. But even within that that constant message of hope that they gave us, we have to keep it real too, in that it took time. Yeah, this was years. Yes, it took years for them to get all the way to the other side, and so. You know, when we keep saying hope and we keep saying forgiveness and God's graciousness, you may not be in a place where you can see the other side. And you may feel like, I've been battling this for so long, it's time to give up. But know that in their message of hope, it was a journey. It was years and it was in the midst of having babies and they did separate and live in separate places for a while and all of those things. But their heart was for God, which led them back to each other. Yeah, Corey, uh, Corey spoke about that later on in, in, the, in the episode. He, as he was living a party, he was saying, um, don't give up. He would have many a nights um, yeah. when he had to coach himself through that. And he, and he almost at his rock bottom, and he rested on, on the word, on the promises that the Lord has. And he used what I love. He said, uh, I was obedient regardless of my feelings. We all need yeah. a little bit more of that today, right? Even when you don't feel like it. He chose that he was going to obey the Lord's commands. Yes, absolutely. And I believe he was rewarded for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he shared his personal mission statement with us, which 
reminded me of the movie Courageous because they wrote the mission mm-hmm. that they, you know, promised to their wives and their families. But he wrote his own personal mission statement, and that gave him something to stand on and to hold on to when the hard times came, you know? Uh, But, I mean, I would encourage us all. He said, you know, some of the questions he asked was like, who am I? What is the Lord calling me to? And then he wrote his mission statement from that. And that was also when he was saying, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if I feel like it or not. This is what I believe the Lord has charged me with. And this is my mission while I'm here on earth. And if you need to go back and listen to it, I'm going to give you the cheat sheet. It's right about 35 minutes into the interview. (laughs) It was just really powerful. And then from that, he was also talking about testing our priorities. I love that Mm. because we can say God first, spouse second, children third, blah, 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 blah. And we can believe that. We can truly believe it. But that doesn't mean that our finances show it or that our time shows it or that our emotional bandwidth shows it. And so to really test our priorities. Go look at your uh, Facebook usage time. Go look at your Google (laughs) search engine and test that against your priorities. Yeah. Or when you're scheduling your day, you know, what are you squeezing in and leaving out? Yeah, that I can't remember if it's Andy Stanley that wrote the book. Mm, Title's escaping me right now. But in it... Um, he's talking about the priority and you and you choosing um, between work and family and, and one of the taglines that stuck with me was every day you have a choice at the end of the work day you can either cheat family or you can cheat work you can't quit exactly at the at the right time you're either going to leave a little early or you're going to leave a little late and so you're either choosing to cheat your family of time or you're going to choose to cheat work of time and our lives changed a little bit when you read that book. Yes, I mean, it really yes. spoke to your heart. Not not that I felt like you were depriving our family because you were at work too much or anything, but it was a true cognitive change for you. Like you consciously would think about that and you made your choices differently. And we, and, and we noticed, you know, in a, in a good way. You bless us yeah. by sometimes saying... Some days he'll walk in the door and just say, I'm cheating work today. And we know that means we get daddy a little bit more on that day. Yeah, yeah. it's just that conscious choice of wrapping your day up and am I going to send one more email? Am I going to stop by and talk to that person one more time? And and it's it. I'm sure it's all good things, but it's what is my time is valuable. You're only allotted so much time each day, and so you must choose where are you going to put that? And I think that's that a great example of testing our priorities, like really looking at the data uh, of where you're putting your time and your money and your emotions and all of that. And I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say it. If you tell me you don't have time for a date night, then I cannot believe that your spouse is number two in your life, people. Are you winking? What, what are you looking at? Me? No, we do good with date nights. We do good. I was just looking at the only person in the room. Oh, okay. But really, I mean, if you say you don't have time for a date, then... Uh, uh, she must not be She may number not two. be number two. Now, granted, there are times of crisis and things like seasons of crisis, but in general... There needs to be time for a date night, folks. Absolutely. I loved in, uh, if we go back to his, uh, Corey's uh, mission statement, um, I love the one line in there. He, um, he talked about, I will lead my wife and my kids and teach them the the law of the Lord. Um, and I just, 
I circled that on my notes and, and said spiritual leader of the household. And we've talked about that yes. recently and what that looks like. But just that conscious decision as the man of the household to, to lead, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, just I, I just think that's that's important. We've even talked about you and Corey doing a podcast yeah yeah we we, 2020 goal maybe yeah let us know if that would be something you guys would be interested in in hearing more on if Corey and aaron would take a podcast episode and just talk about man up and do a little uh (laughs) what does that look like what does that mean how do i do better at that wives what's that look like how do you honor your husband as he's leading and and all of those pieces uh y'all have some good wisdom to share absolutely Great recap on episode number 17, Message of Hope. Yes. Movie coming shortly. Join no. <laughs> us and Corey and Kayla at the next marriage retreat. Yes. You should hear them speak and share in person. Uh, we would love to have you there. Reach out if you'd like more information. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you soon. See you later. Thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a minute to leave a review and share it with a friend to be part of strengthening marriages. Until next time, be sure you're loving on relationships.